Welcome to another episode of Heart to Heart. So your doctor says something is wrong with your heart and you need a cardiac catheterization and you have questions. What does that mean? Why do I need it? Should I be scared? We'll answer all these questions and more on today's episode. Heart to Heart is a series made for you, the patient. We hope to better public health and help you really understand more about your heart. If you are suffering from heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or you really just want to learn more about your heart, then you should be listening to Heart to Heart with your hosts, the Yusuf Twins. We will delve into many topics across the field of cardiology to help you improve your health. Don't be confused. Be healthy. I'm Mohammed Yusuf. Our guest today is Dr. Eli Garib. Dr. Garib is a well-regarded cardiologist who has been serving the community of Charleston, West Virginia for decades. He has performed thousands upon thousands of cardiac catheterizations over the course of his career. Dr. Garib is an alumnus of West Virginia University School of Medicine and completed his cardiology fellowship at Marshall University Jones C. Edwards School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Garib. Thank you for having me. So, why don't we just start out very simply. Can you tell us what exactly a cardiac catheterization is? A cardiac cath is when you take a small tube, introduce it through a small artery either in your wrist or in the leg, and go up over a wire to the heart, and take pictures of the arteries supplying the heart, supplying blood flow to the heart, to see if there are any significant blockages in these arteries. Okay. So can you tell me what leads to somebody getting a cath? If patients are having any sorts of symptoms that are suggestive of heart disease, meaning if they're having chest discomfort, uh, it can be sharp, it can be a pressure. Uh, if they're getting excessively fatigued when they do things, if they're getting more short of breath uh, when they do things that that was not taking place in the past. Uh, so it doesn't always have to be pain or chest discomfort. It can be a jaw ache, it can be a shoulder ache. Again, specifically if it's happening when the patient is exerting themselves uh, or in cold weather, uh, these are all red flags for us uh, to be concerned that the discomfort is coming from blocked arteries. Are there different types of cardiac cats? Yes, uh, there's different types of cardiac caths. Um, left heart catheterization uh, basically specifies that we're going to see what the pumping chamber is doing, if there's any blockages or not. And then if there are blockages, what can be done about them? Right heart catheterization is when we check pressures in the lungs uh, to see if there's any significant elevation of pressures in the lungs or if there's a communication between the right and the left side of the heart um, or if somebody has a significant swelling and we're trying to figure out as to why. That's what we call a right heart catheterization. 
so why do you think cats are important? To diagnose uh, and treat patients uh, if we believe that their symptoms are coming from blocked arteries. But also the other uh, big reason to do a cardiac catheterization is if someone's having a heart attack. When a patient comes into the hospital uh, with a heart attack, uh, we tend to take him directly to uh, the cath lab. And more times than not, what we see with these patients is a an artery that's completely blocked off. And so that's why we say time's muscle. The quicker we're able to open up this blocked artery, uh, the better the outcome for that patient. What can you tell us about what the cardiologist is doing in the cath lab during a cardiac cath procedure? So during a cath procedure, the cardiologist typically is the one that obtains access, again, whether it's through the wrist or through the groin area, put a small tube in, in these arteries, and uh, they are the ones that are taking the catheters over the wires, and if there's a blocked artery, it's the cardiologist that uh, wires that blocked artery and tend to put a balloon or a stent Sort of open up the blockage. Open up the blockage, exactly. How are you able to see these blockages? I mean, you're telling me there's a wire. Is there some kind of dye used? or? There is an x-ray uh, okay. machine, and we use dye to see where the blood would flow. And under x-ray, we're able to see with using dye where the blood is flowing, if there's blocked arteries or not. And so uh, everything is done under x-ray. Okay, so you're telling me real-time you're able to see under x-ray the blood flow and therefore see if there's blood. Exactly. Again, but we have to use contrast to be able to see that. Okay. How long is a typical cath? It, it all depends. You can do a heart catheterization from the wrist with only one catheter if needs be, and that can take no more than five minutes. Um, other times, uh, you know, our anatomy is not all the same. There's more difficult anatomy. It may take 15 to 20 minutes um, to do it. Now, from a patient's standpoint, um, they have to get into the room first. They have to get prepped. We have to get draped. It has to be under sterile condition. Uh, so it does take 10 to 15 minutes to set up a patient. And then after the cardiologist is done, it also takes 10 to 15 minutes to get the patient off the table. So if I were to tell a family member how long would this take, I would say expect it to be 45 minutes to an hour for a regular cat. I can imagine some patients may be scared of undergoing a cat. What would you say to those patients? Uh, I think the most important thing is to inform them of the process uh, so there will be no surprises. Uh, watching a video of how the catheterization is done uh, usually alleviates some of these anxieties. Uh, but also, uh, we tend to give them medication to calm them down, something similar to Valium or Valium itself before they come down to the cath lab. And in the cath lab, we also give them other things through the IV, uh, similar to Valium to keep the patient calm. Uh, the other thing that I typically do is I do talk to the patients during the procedure uh, to make sure they're doing okay and there's no issues going on, and that tends to help.
So what happens after someone goes through a cath? When can the patient go home and ultimately return back to a normal life? Uh, typically, if it's a radial case, meaning through the wrist, uh, I usually let them go home in two hours after. That's quite fast. Uh, it is. It has really changed how we do things. If you go through the leg, um, it all depends. If you put a closure device, they can still go home in about three to four hours. If you don't put a closure device, we typically keep them flat for six hours, and they'll go home after that. Okay, so that's that's much faster than I thought, actually. So another thing that we said was uh, when we're doing cats, uh, maybe you see a blockage and you open up that blockage. When does the patient learn of the results of their cat? Immediately. I mean, I use, I typically tell them what's going on as we're doing it. Understanding that with these axiolytic that we gave them, they may not remember everything. But as soon as we're done, I talk to the patient, then I go outside and talk to the family and typically even take pictures to show them what we did. So it's immediately done as soon as we are finished with the case. So in your experience, uh, what would you say are some of the more common reasons for someone getting a cath? The most common reasons is patients who experience angina. And again, when we say angina, everybody's angina is different. Uh, you know, typically they say they feel pressure in their chest or jaw. They get short of breath. They get sweaty when they do things. And then they undergo a, a stress test by their cardiologist or primary care provider. Stress test uh, is abnormal. And uh, so the most common reason is that that patient experiences symptoms. They undergo a stress test. Stress test appears abnormal. And then they end up in the catheterization. That's probably the most common reason. Uh, but again, uh, the, the other uh, uh, reasons is somebody having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And then they go immediately to the cath lab, but you're, obviously you don't need a stress test for these patients. Or if the symptoms are very suggestive, uh, that this patient is definitely having uh, blockages that's causing the symptoms, as in someone comes through the emergency room with chest pressure, short of breath, they're sweaty, they were working outside in the cold weather, um, and then we give them nitroglycerin, the pain goes away, they did not have a heart attack, uh, these are patients that we may forego a stress test because we're con very concerned that this is their heart causing and their discomfort. Are there risks associated with cats? There definitely are risks. Uh, luckily, these risks are uh, very uncommon. Uh, we typically say one in a hundred to one in a thousand chance of anything bad happening. Uh, but yes, there are risks of a heart attack during the procedure. There's risk of a stroke, uh, contrast allergy, or anaphylaxis, or the patient's allergic to the medication and they're unaware of it, uh, risk of kidney failure, uh, injury at the site of where uh, you perform the procedure, uh, damage to other organs while you're uh, going up to do the procedure, uh, even death has been reported. But uh, if you we we'll take a look at these risks. Uh, you take the same risks every day driving a car. Uh, so, so you have to keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, like you said, it's relatively low risk. Very low risk.
last question I'll ask you. Before coming in for a cath, is there anything the patient should do to help prepare themselves for the process and even after the procedure? Yeah, I I think the most important part is probably look up some videos of how it's done on the internet so they can be familiar with with the setting. Uh, Make sure that uh, particularly if the cath is going to be done in the morning, uh, to not eat or drink anything after midnight uh, because sometimes when, when we give patients contrast, uh, they can get, become nauseated, uh, very, very uncommon, but sometimes it does happen. And we definitely do not want uh, uh, vomiting uh, if somebody just had a full belly. So it's important for them not to have had anything to eat or drink. Uh, and it's important to have their medical records as any kind of allergies and discuss that with a cardiologist. Uh, also important that we have the blood work done beforehand to make sure the kidney functions open. Well, thanks for sharing your expertise, Dr. Reed. That's it for today's episode on catheterizations. I'm Muhammad Yusuf. Thank you. Ali Gareep. Thank you. If you are curious to learn more about your heart, and more importantly, what you can do to keep it in great shape. You can find more informative episodes like this one by searching Heart to Heart on Apple Podcasts or Heart to Heart Cast on YouTube.